welcome to another episode of Heavy Pages, a Divorce Journal. This is your host, Josie. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all of your support. I know that a podcast on divorce and separation isn't the most lighthearted and fun topic, but I appreciate that you stick with me and give me a listen. So with that, let's get into this week's entry, which is going to be for Tuesday, June 15th. Do I need to start taking drugs again? I've been feeling like crap and so down and upset for so many different reasons. I just went on a job interview to call people and sell drainage cleaner. My life has come down to me trying to make money by talking to people about shit. Literally. I am so upset and frustrated. I think I'm going to stop looking for work. I said that summer was going to be my time off and I need to keep it that way. I need to keep doing what I plan to do with the side business and then I need to just chill. I do have a bit of money coming in, not a huge amount, but something. And if I stop spending, unless I need to, I will be okay. So, okay, I'm going to stop worrying about it. If I want to go out, I will go to a free or very inexpensive place. I can do that. Okay. So I'm going to stop stressing. Side note, I went out with Nolo tonight and we had the talk. He seemed opened to the more I had in mind. It was an early night, but I enjoyed it. Well, that was a short entry and kind of, kind of funny. Kind of, um, kind of funny talking to people about drainage cleaner. I kind of, now that I just read that entry, remember that interview. Uh, the job was not for me for sure. I definitely didn't take it. And I know that people don't have the luxury of not working just because they're getting separated or divorced. I did have the luxury of living with my mother. I was at that point being relatively smart with my money and I had done some photography work that I had gotten paid for and I had put the money aside. So that was basically my money or, you know, it was, yeah, sure. I'm going to say it. It was my money. I didn't include it in the household finances. So when we ended up separating, I had that money to take care of whatever I needed to, along with when I started receiving child support, because basically the month I moved out, I made sure that I was getting some sort of support because I had basically no money and it wasn't my mother's job to take care of me or my son. And even though I was separated, it was Guy's responsibility to still help feed his son, especially since I had no job. And I had no job because I was taking care of my son and the house. And I don't regret being a stay-at-home mother. I think my son really needed that from me because his dad was the worker and really he worked and it wasn't really a 50-50 partnership so much. He came home, he locked himself into his computer room and played on the internet for the rest of the day or most of the day. So I remember, and this is, I don't know if this is kind of off topic, but uh, I'm going to go with that anyway. I remember 
that when it was like bedtime or shower time that I would say the words, will you do me a favor and give him a shower? Will you do me a favor and take, tuck him in bed? And it drives me nuts that I would have to say, can you do me a favor when it had to do with taking care of our own child? So since I did that, then I didn't feel bad that I didn't also go out and earn uh, a living because the cleaning, the cooking, the childcare that was 90% me was my job. So if he brought in the money to be able to pay the bills, then you know what? I don't feel guilty about that. And nobody else should ever feel guilty about that. What I did learn from that, though, is that I could not be dependent on a man for money. That was not going to work for me ever again. The way I felt having to depend on someone else to pay for my food, to pay for my underwear, to pay for my son, even though it was our son, it didn't work for me. And I learned to be super smart with money. I learned how to take care of myself and yes, I did receive child support and I'm not, I always say he always paid his child support. I didn't really have a problem with that at all, but I was so smart, thank God, with all of that money that I was able to, even if for some reason he had to stop paying or he couldn't pay. And honestly, sometimes he would pay me the child support and then he would say, can I borrow it again till next paycheck. And I would turn around and give him back the child support so that he could use it because he needed to pay something. I don't know. I don't know. He was terrible with his money, always has been. So I was able to do that because I was financially stable enough to not need that money to survive. And I'm so, so, so proud of that. And I did it without having to go and sell or talk to people about shit for a living. Anyway, this was a short art. Uh, this was a very short entry. So it's a very short reflection on it. But the main takeaway is try very hard not to have to depend on someone else for your financial well-being. I'm not saying, even if you are a stay at, okay, this might be controversial, but I'm going to say it. Even if you are the housewife or even the house husband and your partner's the one that works, you should always have a separate bank account. You should come up with little tiny side hustles to make money, to put on uh, in there, to build it up. Or even if you, you know, take $300 a month for food shopping, but you only end up spending 220 that other 80 goes right back into your private checking savings account that is connected to nobody but yourself so that if something happens to you or your relationship, you do not have to uh, go hungry, beg for money, any of those things. So I really think it is a smart thing to do. Also, another smart thing to do is to know what the finances are going on in your house. I have in the past known people who have no idea, wives basically, what the mortgage is, what the house bills are, uh, what 
is a mortgage payment? How much is due on the mortgage? What the car insurance is? Any, they don't know anything. They don't even know 100% what's in the bank account. You cannot live like that. It is not smart to live like that. It's dangerous to live like that. Even if you are stay married for the rest of your life, you need to know these things. Even if you don't have to know it every week, you don't have to know it every paycheck. But how about every two months you sit down and say, hey, what's going on with uh, you know the, the, the bills or all the credit cards being paid? Do we have credit cards? How much in debt are we? You know, the mortgage payment doesn't really change, but at least you know what the mortgage is and you know, uh, have an idea of how many years you have left on your mortgage or, or what your, just all of these things. It's good to know, write it down, write it all down. And then every few months, write it all down again, and then have the conversation. That way your partner knows that you are informed, that you want to be informed and that you are also keeping an eye out. Again, not to say that the, your partner would be untrustworthy, but it helps to know that someone else is looking over your shoulder just for your own, um, keeping yourself in check. Like, well, if I spend this and this and this, it's not really going to matter because she doesn't even know, and I'll be able to get it back later or pay it later. But if you know then in a couple short weeks, the questions are going to be asked and you're going to have to explain yourself, it kind of keeps you on your toes too. So in closing... You should, if you haven't had these conversations, they're uncomfortable. I hate talking about money. Still today, I hate talking about money with my partner. It frustrates me. I feel on edge. I think it all comes back to how I felt when I had to ask for money in my previous relationships. But the conversations, as comfortable, as uncomfortable as they are, need to be had. You need to discuss the finances. You need to be informed of the finances. And honestly, if you ask your partner, let's sit down. I want to know exactly what's going on. I want to know what debts we have. I want to know how much uh, money we have in the bank. I want to know all of these things. And they start freaking out or why do you need to know this and what? Then you should really be concerned. And then you shouldn't say, oh, okay. No, you should say now more than ever, I absolutely want to know. Because this is not something that should be hidden from you. And if they give you pushback, I would say that's a huge red flag. So this episode turned out to be a financial type episode, but it is an important lesson that I learned and that I really think is to your benefit. On that note, I'll leave it there. Thanks again for tuning in. Thanks again for listening. And if you would like to send me a message or have a comment or a complaint, you can do so at www.heavypagespodcast.com. And thanks again for listening. I will talk to you next week. Next week.